We get the best of both worlds. The fastest reflexes modern technology has to offer onboard computer-assisted memory and a lifetime of on-the-street law enforcement programming. It is my great pleasure to present to you. ML Elric. This guy is really good. He's not a guy, he's a machine. Old Detroit has a cancer. Cancer is crime. Let Sean Windsor go, you are under arrest. You, you better back up, pal! Your move, Fellhauer. You ass in a rag and the truck out of my face. Gone. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? That is not paid for by them. That is paid for by the people of Detroit. You might be qualified, ML. I'm not qualified for this job. Let me tell you something. You want to go right now? Okay? You want to go right now? I do want to go. I am so angry. I came here ready to do a show, and Fellhauer is screwing around. He knows we have to be done by 1.15, and he's messing around with these cameras, and he's talking to Windsor about Indian spices. Oh, like now it's Windsor. Dude, if you were really angry, you'd be standing up. It's <laughs> like, that's the other angry guy. Now, are you ready to do some real news, not that fake lie you just threw out there? Well, here's some real news that you can take Every, to the well, bank. Uh, everything was set up, and then at 11.50, you sent a text that said, oh, yeah, um, a wonderful guest, John Rutherford, is going to be coming in today. Oh, said, so okay, it's John so Rutherford's I, fault. Well, hey, that's, oh, it's your oh, fault. Right. So it's that, your that's, fault for not telling me, and so I had to re- spend about a half hour rearranging cameras and screens and audio. That's how we treat our guests um, here on The Soul of Detroit. Wow, I, I liked it better when we were giving them a free 12-pack of Altus. Which ended up being a six-pack after the carrying charge. Politician just uh, pointing so, fingers. So John uh, confirmed late he's still in mourning from the death of Don Everly, who he played with. Oh, did you? Shared some, some intimate moments with. <laughs> and he was like the third Everly brother. And so he comes in here seeking, seeking catharsis. And you immediately attack him. No, I attacked That's, you. Oh. You hey. for poor communication. Can I just oh, say well, real I, quickly? I, I, this did, gonna be, I did kind of screw up, so sorry. This is going to be a long day. You're not at a graduation speech. Speed John, it up. Uh, Speed if, it up. This is, if this helps, <laughs> these are extra absorbent to dab those tears um, from... Uh, Oh, wake up, little Shawnee. Wake oh, up. I just, I don't need the pauses with the wake gestures up, after every two, Shawnee, three words. Wake up. Come on, man. It's already, God. Damn. I actually have that 45 at home somewhere. I used to play it on my Fisher Price uh, uh, record player. Did you guys ever have one of those with the yes. needle? Yes. I loved it. I did. Seemed yeah. like it was like a, an old staple or something. And you know, every time you played a song on it, it was deepening the grooves because it was. But Sean, you were saying something. I'm sorry. What was it? No, no, keep going. So, John, yeah, thanks for coming you're, in. You're, uh, <laughs> you're running for city council. Can we get that out of the way? Uh, so we can move on? I appreciate your support, Sean. No, it's, I hope you win. It's great. It's awesome. You're wearing your T-shirt. It's beautiful. Oh, you're endorsing me despite our long association. I like that. Um, our long relationship. Endorsing <laughs> you is a is a thoroughly decent and uh, I'm I'm glad somebody handsome at the human being sees things clearly. Um, that's ml4detroit.com. We're going to get to that later, but since no, Sean's no, no, we just got to hurry, it. That's cool. Uh, you can follow us on social media at ml number four Detroit, where you'll you be hearing some more stuff about uh, our campaign. So. Thank you for teeing that up. I can't Excellent. see you, by the way, because of some lighting. What is that thing, Mark? It's a light. What it's, do you mean? Is that a light? 
Yeah, it's it's to balance uh, the light coming in from the window. And make a handsome man even more handsome. Believe it or not, I spend a lot of time. uh, Yes, no, it's a a very nice light. And for those of you uh, who don't know what we're talking about, you can watch this live broadcast every week on Facebook at Facebook page ML, no periods, Elric. Or you can watch the replay. If you're listening to us and you're like, boy, I wonder what Sean's talking about, just go to my Facebook page and you can watch the replay of this episode and all of our episodes and uh, it's, you know, if you don't have cable, it's not a bad way to kill a little time. Right, boys? No? Nice. Okay. Nice. No, that's great. I just, I love that you just did the end at the beginning. We've already got your, your campaign out of the way, so now we can get to our guest. Well, I was just about to, to, to hype Roy O'Brien Ford, which <laughs> oh, for yeah, 75 years has been providing people on the east side and, and people who've come a long way because it's worth the trip. Great quality service. Fantastic automobiles, and look at this. You can build and price your new Ford online and say and get a a thousand dollar bonus cash offer. I thought I thought the incentives were gone because cars are so hard to find, but they found some chips at at Royal Brian Ford. There's a grand that you can get your hooks into. So, uh, if you want to know more about them, you can go to their website. It's Roy O'Brien, R O Y O B R I E N dot com. And, uh, of course, you can give them a phone call at 888-566-5851. When you give them a call, you might want to ask them, hey, uh, what do you got on the lot? I know you got the new Mustang. I know you got the Broncos. I know you got the best-selling vehicle of all times, the Ford F-150. I know you got used cars. I know you got new cars. I know I can do a lease. I can purchase. I can finance. I can get a new set of tires, get the works oil change, which is Pretty cool. You get your tires rotated. You get uh, all the stuff checked. You know what you got uh, when you leave. The Mustang Mach-E, the official vehicle of Devin Skillian and other cool dudes on the east side. Uh, If you want to get a piece of this action, if you want to be involved with Roy O'Brien Ford, uh, we highly recommend it. Uh, My mom got a red Ford Focus wagon there many years ago. It is still performing like a champ, and I know that because we borrow it all the time. And then she says, you borrowed my car again, and you didn't tell anybody on the, on the radio that you borrowed my car. I said, well, you know, it's a, <laughs> it's a podcast. And she's like, well, I heard it on the Dumont. And I said, what the who? But she's it's her birthday today. She doesn't oh. want me to say how old she is. So if you're listening, Mom, happy birthday. Um, uh, if they cut you open, there'd be a lot of rings. We'll just leave it at that. But uh, <laughs> nice, great nice to son. Yeah, well, I, I She's got a very nice present waiting for her. So, uh, yeah, my mom's happy with Royal Brian Ford. And let me just tell you, as her son, if you can make my mom happy, you're doing a pretty good job. So get your ass over to Royal Brian Ford pronto. Beautiful. I know, and that was all scripted. That was right on the page. So, anyways, um, John Rutherford is here from the Caju Cafe. He's going to talk to us about a music festival on the east side that's super cool and also features some performers who have had Billboard number 1 hits, which is is pretty good. He's also going to share some of his experiences on the road uh, with, uh, with members of some legendary Motown groups and some reflections on the late, great Don Everly. But I, first, I just played with him one time. I don't know. Oh, wh- what? I thought, I thought you had a scrapbook. and uh, don't, don't tell people that, John. Yeah. Act like you played with them all the time. What's with the heart and the Don uh, tattooed on your, on your bicep? <laughs> Is that a different dive? I thought it was going to be a longer relationship, but uh, what? Yeah, it's, you know, so so just did, one night in Indiana. So did uh, so did Phil Everly, right? Or what was his brother's name? Was it Don and Phil? I think it was Phil, wasn't it? That sounds right. Yeah, they were before before the Gallagher brothers, uh, before um, my man uh, the Davies brothers. 
there was the battling Everly brothers. So we'll get into that in just a minute. But but first, as as Sean foreshadowed, I am very angry about this flooding. Um, as you may know, uh, my house flooded. We uh, we did get an estimate. We went over our property. It looks like more than twenty five thousand dollars worth of goods were destroyed. Twenty five thousand. Yeah, because my wife had just finished turning our basement into basically a living room. I mean, and she had just got it the way she wanted it a couple months before the flood happened. So you're talking about sectionals, you're talking about furniture, chairs, recliners, oh property. God. We we store we have a huge basement, so we had stored a ton of stuff down there. Uh, furnaces out, um, washer dryer sure. kaput. Uh, luckily, we have a tankless water. Uh, heater so that was let me ask you this um are you gonna rebuild it all down there are you afraid it's gonna flood again no i got nothing down there now i'm rebuilding mine right now really i had about the same the same figure yeah we we cut out the drywall we had the drywall cut out and replaced but Mm -hmm. other than that we're we're gonna sit tight till it till the the water is frozen i'm putting down tile like the last couple weeks and they're supposed to be wrapping up uh here any day any day now are you gonna rebuild it and refinish your basement or you just gonna say it's gonna flood again so why bother well, the tile that's being put in is supposedly going to um, be able to stand any type of water. Incident. That ceramic yeah. tile? That yeah. Really, oh, yeah. yeah. We, we've got yeah. some of that. We need to put some more. T- tell people what you lost uh, while Sean um, uh, checks his stock portfolio. Well, the, the funny thing was is, you know, I started off that evening uh, closing up the Cadu Cafe, and, you know, it was the, I remember first, getting the Friday, call. F- first Friday night. <laughs> first Friday night. Back, no restrictions. They just been lifted mm-hmm. that that Tuesday, and uh, you know, we Super Crunch had just finished playing. He had a great night. Everyone had a great time. Kind of feeling a little bit back to normal. Obviously, that wasn't the case then. A couple of weeks later, when the Delta variant was, you know, discovered, but um, I'm thinking, okay, Kaju old building. We're not going to have any water issues, you know, anywhere else. And so I, you know, got home about two thirty and just peeked to see if there was any issue. Three and a half. Well, the first thing I saw was my tuba floating, oh, floating, no. floating, floating along. Yeah, so you see like a, a six, seven thousand dollar tuba just in in this dark, murky water. Ugh. That's savable though. You just give it an acid bath and 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 it's fine. But um, tons of sheet music that I've had since I first started playing trombone, geez, thirty five years ago, and uh, lots of rare, out of print sheet music. I mean, thou. Tens of thousands in, in, in sheet music. Um, my whole record label that I have, all the all the inventory, um, vinyl, CDs, just saturated, soaked, ruined boxes of probably a lot, a lot of those CDs wouldn't, wouldn't even sell. It was kind of a, a blessing in disguise to get to clear out some space. But um, yeah, uh, lots of electronical gear, um, pedals, recording equipment, microphones, mic stands. Um, a nightmare. Yeah, it was. Alto Reed's ashes, <laughs> sodden in the basement. Was all the damage done by the time you got home, or was it still raining and flooding? No, it was. It was done. So, um, wouldn't it have been nice to maybe know that uh, hey, there's going to be a flooding issue, and you could have gone there, maybe gotten the tuba out, or gotten uh, well, honestly, sheet, I, gotten I, stuff out of the way, salvaged some of it. I just I thought at Cadu it was a unique thing because it's an old building. It's you know like yeah. twenty years older, thirty years older than my house, and um, I would have just gone to my house, 
had I thought yeah. you know, the, the whole area and, and, yeah. and abandoned the cadju. Well, but, that's um, part of the problem we find out, and I think this oh, is yeah. where you're going, ML. Yeah, well, so so uh, anybody who's been following uh, my campaign as closely as Sean has been following it don't need to be told that on the day of the flood, on June 26th, we did some research, and we determined that one of the ways to protect homeowners was to have backflow preventers installed in our homes, sump pumps installed in case water got in anyway. And as, uh, as we did more research, we've also proposed some green solutions, which is basically using the abundant vacant land in Detroit to turn it into rain gardens and bioswales, which is kind of a really fancy way of saying uh, beautifully landscaped park-like retention ponds, where when the water comes, the earth, which we've been beating the hell out of, we use it to protect ourselves against all the damage we've inflicted with climate change. And so what happens is if we're to believe the Detroit Water and Sewage Department and the Great Lakes Water Authority, and they say that the problem is this is a historic rain and the system doesn't have the capacity to deal with that much water, we find a way to keep the water out of the system by diverting it from our sewers and putting it into these natural green infrastructure installations, which, by the way, when you go by a block, and we have blocks in Detroit, that are entirely vacant and overgrown. When you can spend some money, and it's not free, but it's not as expensive as putting in new sewer pipes and building a whole new system, you can create what looks like a park and that's there to help absorb this water to keep it out of the system. Now, we've also since learned that there was all kinds of problems with the system that had nothing to do with exactly. the amount of water that came down. But let's just for a that's minute... That's step number one. But right. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's just but for a minute... But we know that's never going to get fixed. Well, and and... Frankly, uh, there, is, there are some concerns about that because Christine McDonald at the Detroit Free Press provided an outstanding report that says precisely that, that last time we had this kind of flooding in 2016, there were solutions proposed that were not enacted. So the notion that once we find out what's wrong, it's going to be fixed is something of a fantasy. And for me, I'm particularly gratified because what was recommended by the engineering firm that investigated the last flood from 2016 is they called for, wait for it, backflow preventers in homes. Exactly what I'm calling for. We could have prevented this, and the water department knew it, and they didn't do it, and that's inexcusable. You're right. I have never heard you suggest this before. No, I said you had because you pay very close attention. To my <laughs> I camp. remember, I remember you talking about it because I, I, I still went back to the original um, pumps and what a failure that was because that was also warned in 2016 that you got to have this staffed and ready when there's going to be a big uh, rainfall. Yeah, and they knew it that took zero, and they knew that if there was a rainfall, you needed to have at least 14 of the 16 pumps working. Yep. Yet some of these pumps were down. Uh, many of these pumps didn't have backup generators. So when you know that this is a flood area, when you know that you're reliant on almost all the pumps working properly and you don't provide a backup so that there's a fail-safe there, outrageous. I thought Absolutely were- outrageous. And Beth LeBlanc reported that yeah. in the Detroit News, and we had her on a few, uh, few weeks ago. Outstanding reporter, outstanding report. Well, I have obtained a copy of this DWSD basement backup evaluation Ooh. from 2016. I want to read you some portions of it because uh, Sounds I, serious. I don't think I can say it better than the people that were paid by the Detroit Water and Sewage Department to tell the Detroit Water and Sewage Department how to fix the Detroit Water and Sewage Department. <laughs> Performance of key system components. The results of the July 8th and 2016 storm event and the following August 16th, 20, 
2016 storm event highlighted several key system components which are not performing satisfactorily. Frood PS had two pumps out of service. Blue Hill PS pumping station had only two pumps in service. There's a problem with another pump when it tripped and could not be immediately restarted. It is clear that the Jefferson Chalmers area experienced a large number of basement backups that are directly attributed to the operation of a smaller number of pumps than required at their Connor Creek pumping station and fruit pumping station and the inability to quickly open the effluent launder and effluent relief gates at the Connor Creek CSO combined sewer overflow basin. Similarly, the Blue Hill pumping station should have operated with these three large pumps with a maximum of two pumps running the wet well rose above the high water level and likely contributed to a large number of basement backups. They identified the problem. So. In 2016. In 2016. Well, after the 2016 flood. Yeah. So here's what they say about future actions. Yes, please keep reading. Clearly, the frequency and severity of basement backups experienced on the east side of Detroit are not acceptable. They call for doing some things like fixing up the plants, fixing up the operations, and say, which I've been saying now, grants may be available to assist in implementing alternatives to avoid future damage. Alarms could be set up to go off when a rain gauge in the tributary area registers over a certain amount of rain. In other words, we're going to warn you, John, go get your damn tuba out of there (laughs) unless you want to ride it like a raft going down the mighty new river in West Virginia. So all that being said, I thought there were some really laughable slash insulting things that Gary Brown said, or is at least quoted by Christine in the article in the Free Press. Number one being that, uh, hey, we didn't do it after 2016, but we're going to do it now, which I don't know why anybody would believe that any of this stuff's going to happen. The other thing he was talking about is he said residents don't want flooded streets because that's another way is you keep the water on the streets so it doesn't go in the system to overflow because you can have low flow um, <sighs> Yeah, sewers, you know, on the street level. But the the most ridiculous thing he's quoted in here is that he said regarding the warning system that it was out at two thirty in the morning. It isn't a lot of benefit to notify people at three o'clock in the morning. If you tell me, I'm going down there. If yeah. you tell me that my kids' um, keepsakes are in danger of floating up to the first floor, or my tuba, I'm getting my snorkel and I'm going. For the record, down there. I play trombone. Tuba is <laughs> my, my my double. But I'm just saying, whatever is of value down there, all that ma- sheet music. It doesn't matter what time of day it is. Yeah, that's yeah. Fucking no, insulting. Nobody says uh, the basement's flooding. Um, I'm going to hit the snooze. I'll deal button. with it in the morning. Yeah. Right. So so here's here's now. I, I want you to remember what we were told in, told initially after this rainfall that this was a historic rainfall and that the system can't handle that much water. It's not designed to handle that much water. It's a once-in-every-500-year rainfall. These are the words provided to DWSD in 2016 from the company they hired to find out what went wrong. People who experienced basement backups are likely frustrated by conversations about the size (laughs) and intensity of the rain events that were experienced in comparison to the design event. In other words, in 2016, people were frustrated that somebody said, we had a ton of rain and the system can't handle it. Well, let me tell you something. We're just as frustrated, even more frustrated in 2021. And if you'd listen to these guys in 2016, we might not be as pissed off as we are right now because I lost some stuff from my family that can't be replaced if FEMA wrote me a million dollar check. No. 
A million? They knew this. <laughs> Are you saying there's a price for everything? It's a little hyperbolic. A million dollars. Wouldn't that ease the pain a little bit? So, so <laughs> now I go and he's I talk not, to he's people. He's not biting at all. No, no. I, I talk to he's people. Ranting. Don't get my Irish up, boy. I, I talk to people about he's green solutions, about and they're just up. like, green solutions is just like a Michigan state thing? It's like, no, 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 no. It's about using the land and the natural resources around us to try and absorb some of this water. And people are like, is that really a good idea? Well, let me tell you what the engineers paid by DWSD said five years ago. Any stormwater that can be prevented from entering the sewer system will improve the availability of the system to convey the sanitary flow away from homes and businesses. Yeah, but no, uh, residents don't want flooded streets. So, in other words, well, you know what? I'd rather replace my car than things I can't replace. So, anyways. Of course. What, what, what they were told in 2016 was if we can keep water out of the system, that's a good thing. That's what green infrastructure does. But for those of people who, who needed it spelled out, two paragraphs lower in this report, the engineers hired by DWSD to tell DWSD what went wrong and how to keep it from happening again say, significant open space is available. For stormwater management, mm. this alternative can be utilized to substantially decrease the probability of a storm event exceeding the system capacity. In other words, doodly 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 <laughs> time machine. <laughs> Elric is right. Green infrastructure. Keep the water in the rain gardens. Put it in the bioswales. Put it in retention ponds. There is a massive, massive sunken green field that's fenced in at Beneteau and Kercheval by the Chrysler plant expansion that neighbors on Beneteau told me filled up like a lake. Wow. Within a couple of days, the water had receded, and you know what happened to their basement? What? Not a thing. That's crazy. So this well, how works. About the, how about the fact, too, that, this, um, that DWSD commissions a report and then just goes, okay, cool, we're done. We did a report. Okay, so... Um, it's just more kind of political oh, bullshit. Just whenever there's something, we're going to study it, we're going to have a report, and then not do anything with it? That's... So, uh, so here's the other thing. I, I, waste. One of the people I'm running against for city council, when I talk about these things, says, these aren't preventative measures, these are band-aids. Well, here's what the engineers said. Restrictors such as vortex valves can be installed just before stormwater pipes enter the, sewer the sanitary sewer system. Street flooding may occur, as discussed above, but the water would be storm water. But the water, temporarily ponded on the street, would temporarily pond on the street. I'm paraphrasing it because some of this is sort of dorky. Basically, it's saying this water will pool up on the street, but it won't end up in people's basement. And I got lucky. I got what they call gray water, which is just really storm water runoff. It's just sure. the water that came. Other people had sewage, and sewage means the stuff you flush. And that is funky as hell. So, last, last thing from me on this, uh, unless I say more. Um, here's a recommendation <laughs> from the engineers. Is, yes. Damage reduction. I may need to take a, a break before I blow a, a, a <laughs> vessel. Damage reduction measures, including installing backwater valves on residential sanitary connections, would help to prevent property damage in the case of a backup. An important advantage of this alternative is that it can work to prevent sewer backups regardless of the size of the rain. And this is precisely what I've been calling for. 
This is precisely what we need to do. And I was at, as I have gone to every one of these meetings of the Great Lakes Water Authority since the flood, last Wednesday, I was at the Detroit Water and Sewerage Board meeting. I was the only member of the public to comment. And my last question for them was, well, actually, I asked them, why are the water filters in my house look like uh, they're full of rust and they're toxic? And I gave them to them to test. But before that, I said, tell us what you did to fix the system after the last flood. What remediary measures did you take to prevent this from happening again? I did not get an answer, which just means do I'm going to be there every single time they meet. And if I'm the only person there, that's okay, because when they look up, they're going to see me, they're going to hear me, and I'm going to remind them that we're not standing for this. We don't want this to happen again. And you damn well better do something about it. And here I want to invite everybody to participate in this with me. If you go to change.org and search for Detroit flooding or stop Detroit flooding, I have a petition that's calling on Detroit Water and Sewage Department, Great Lakes Water Authority to provide homes with backflow preventers, sump pumps, and to begin to build some green infrastructure to keep this water out of our basements. And there is a, uh, a green infrastructure installation on Oakman Boulevard in Detroit. It's basically a fancy, beautiful, landscaped median. It will hold 37 million gallons of water. This stuff works. None of these things in isolation is the solution, but I am telling you, the solutions are here before us. They can, they can be put into place way quicker than building a new system, spending billions of dollars, which they're then going to make us pay for in increased rates, and make us wait 10 years while we flood again. Some people I know have flooded four or five times. They're, they're way tougher than I am because if this happens a second time, you know, who in their right mind can ask somebody to continue to stay in a place where their basement and their property continues to be destroyed? And now, when we should have known this, yep. it's outrageous. Bullshit. Okay, I'm off my soapbox. Yeah. Do you think the fact that John and I were on our cell phones during that said anything about your message? It says something about your passion. <laughs> well, this man it? lost a tuba. I, no, I'm, I want to hear from John. I do. I just, as far as I know, you've got six days and 22 hours to get that out to the world. But you come down here, this little spot, we want to know about you. You know what I mean? So we want to rap a little bit. We want to do some things. We want to let our guests talk. But that's okay. That's okay. Last time I saw Sean this upset, he had spilled a bottle of Perrier in his basement. That's how it is. It always goes back to this faux elitist fucking bullshit. Was it San Pellegrino? I was going to say, that's the only thing that gets your ire up is when he does that. Yeah, that's why he does it. <laughs> it takes a lot to get you mad. Of course he does. That's why he does it. I don't know. The, fl it. the flooding pisses me off. No, it pisses They've me off, too. every but opportunity to fix stuff. No, I just, just didn't don't. realize that I joined the campaign. I know the flooding's important. I want to hear from John. This is something that was reported in the Detroit Free Press. This isn't a campaign issue. This is truth. <laughs> this is truth. No, you were reading the Free Press and said, oh, there you go. That's something I've been saying for the last six weeks. Now I got the Free Press behind me, so I'm going to come down here and use the Free Press and say, see, Elwick was right, and I'm going to talk to the third fucking person. No, I just looked at it. I said, this is the best thing I've seen in the Free Press since I left. Oh, yeah. What was the comment the other day? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's what this is really all about. Sean, you know I am a District 4 resident and business owner, though. So it's nice to Bam! see someone passionate. Pow!
pow. He's been passionate the pow, whole time. Pow. I'm just saying. I want to hear from John. I appreciate it. You that. guys can talk, um, you know, on the I, phone, whatever, I, text I, each other. I cede the remainder of my time to the gentleman from Kaju. <laughs> Thank you. All right, we're excited to announce over Labor Day weekend, Thursday, September 2nd, Pa-pow! Monday the 6th, it's the return of the Muscle Beach Music Festival, which the previous owners, Ron DeVos and Paul Miseraca, had started. Eastside Elvis. Right, exactly, in the Motor City Mafia. Um, I think in the mid-90s, I, I, they weren't even sure of the, the first year, but it had a maybe they had, uh, seven. Had quite a bit of, uh, of uh, Dubell at the first one, I think. Probably, probably. And they used to do it for two or three nights, and we've expanded it to sort of a five-day run. We have 21 bands. And uh, let me just kind of give you the day-by-day uh, lowdown here. Uh, just for, for those of you uh, tuba music fans, uh, th- that is no longer. <laughs> I should longer never have brought the, up the tuba. It's no longer on the program. That's out. That is the the, uh, the tuba. Actually, the tuba museum in East Lansing not only there. closed. Oh boy, here we go. They demolished the building. Yeah, they, they did. Yeah, I'm impressed that you know that. Oh I really, God. genuinely am. What, a, what that? There's a tuba the international. Tangent? No, I'm actually, I'm actually impressed that he knows there's a museum out there. Well, the That's restaurant cool. too. The restaurant. Oh, I'm being serious, John. It's well, it's cool. not like Ann Arbor. Where all you have is museums. Oh, no, like, I uh, just, isn't there an empty shelf where Paul Bunyan trophy was sitting there? Oh, I just, museum? I like the fact that you know that. It's cool. You, it's, you said something new, and that's cool. I'm sorry, John. He said he wanted you to talk, and then yeah, he just he just took. He's, what are always, some, he's always taking over this Windsor guy. What are some of the highlights for uh, Muscle Beach? So the highlights. Um, that's M U S S E L. The one down on the way to Toledo, that Muscle Beach, off oh. 23. Wait, what? No, this is this is the one on the way to Paradise. <laughs> There's a little sandy beach on a lake off 23 somewhere oh, down there. Island. Yeah. yeah, and I think they call it Muscle Beach. This is the one that's in the. Um, the parking, parking, lot. parking lot of the Kaju Cafe. A lot of heroin was done. That converted half of it to a 5,000 square foot beer garden. We have 40 tables, um, plenty of space to sp- spread out. Um, we're doing a five-day festival pass for 25 bucks. So, that, again, that's 21 bands. I think it's less to even play a song that's, on a... It's on a, like a dollar and 37 cents a band. Right. That's, that's like, value, John. Yeah, exactly. That's value. That's, that's what we do. That's, Any tubas? <laughs> no, no, no. Actually, the, all proceeds... Uh, and I, I don't, John. I don't know if we talked about this before the show, but all profits from this event will be used to preserve uh, at least one tuba and 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 stacks of sheet music on a certain uh, East Side residence. We have a three a three day weekend pass, which would be Friday, Saturday, Sunday for twenty twenty dollars, and then we have individual days. Thursdays five, Friday and Saturday are ten ten bucks each. Sundays eight bucks. Mondays five. You can pay at the door if you need to, but we would prefer people buy in advance on Eventbrite, and that's E-V-E-N-T-B-R-I-T-E.com. And, and are you guys still hiring over there, John? We do have a, f- a few shifts to, to fill here and, here and there, yeah. Okay, well, I, I want to tell you about we another... Lost, we lost some college, some kids... Uh, oh, Miles Mormon. Some, some UFD Big, boys. That's a good yep. dude right there. Yeah. He's, up, he's a good Spartan now. So we had three UFD guys. Um, we're going we're gonna to forgive him uh, abandoning the east side for, uh, for the East Lansing side. But uh, not only has John uh, got some opportunities for you folks, but the butchery is hiring. Our friend Chef Dave and Chef Julie, they are hiring if you are interested in good pay. Great, great working conditions and prime meats. We recommend that you go to the butchery s l t h e b u t c h e r y s l. Did you get that? Yeah. 
Okay, run it back. Were you the, just out there the other day? Com. I Me? I saw a picture of you out there. Or was that an older picture? No, that may have been an older picture, but I need to go because I think I need to pick up some uh, some fine products for our, na- our our name, image, and likeness. Uh, oh, Dorsey, Kalina, yeah. Kalina Nice, who is, uh, as part of our sponsorship, she's also being sponsored by uh, Dave and Julie at the Butchery. They are providing her with gas money, a month's worth of gas money every <laughs> month for the next few months as well as uh, some prime uh, meats and other groceries for, for uh, Kaylee and her, her classmates, her, her housemates, and I think some teammates. Maybe we'll have to see how much there is. But anyways, if you want to work at the butchery, it's 248-682-COWS, 248-682-2697. They are closed Mondays and Tuesdays, but it's a great grocery store, great food. Let's put it this way. Even a lowbrow like me, Likes it. And a highbrow like Sean, he's like, he walks in the door and he just says, Wagyu. And he <laughs> says, oh, the marbling. <laughs> and then, then he commences a drooling. And, and so Dave and Julie need somebody to mop up around when, when Sean goes in there and has this orgiastic reaction to, uh, to chicken and uh, prime meats that are. Chicken? Really I don't even know what Wagyu is. You don't know what Wagyu is? Well, I do, but I don't worry about Wagyu. So you just lied to our listeners. That's. that's <laughs> that's not good that's not good at all so um before sean tells some more untruths uh we wanted john to come in not only to talk about the festival at the Cadu, but also he's just returned from the road where he was playing with some motown legends including duke fakir and some other folks who are uh no no what no, duke no, wasn't there no no this was just with the temptations oh, it was just with the temptations okay yeah, otis williams okay so uh no tops no, not on not on this one. So it was a topless event. <laughs> Why don't you just tell us, John? <laughs> I, I had no idea that you. This actually was. This was. A, uh, we did a two day stint. You're such a hedonist. Just outside of Indianapolis, um, it was in a corn, amph- amphitheater out in a cornfield, sponsored by Kroger. And uh, it was Duke Fakir at the Kroger. <laughs> was Duke he was anywhere probably on there? another? Do you have any with, Duke with story the, to the satisfy Tops. ML? So I'm going to tell a Duke story. Okay, I, great. I met Duke at um, at <laughs> what is now known as, as C.L. Franklin Park, not too far from where Carolyn Cheeks Kilpatrick had a house because uh, in the final days of the Kilpatrick administration, they were dedicating this park to Aretha Franklin's father who had lived in the area. And Duke was there, super cool dude, and somehow he had, uh, maybe he was reaching for a pen or putting his glasses away, but when he opened up his, of course, very, very cool jacket, I could see embroidered in there in, in, in this just this lush silk thread Duke Fakir. And I thought it was so cool. And when I left the free press, I took with me this massive, massive uh, uh, print, photographic print taken by one of the many talented photographers at the free press. And I know this because of my long relationship with the talented photographers at the free press. That <laughs> was a, a, a portrait of Duke Fakir in front of Motown beautiful. I, I took it with me to Fox 2. Uh, I had it rematted because uh, the glass broke and I, it was beautiful. It was gorgeous. And it was, oh. Sean knows where we're going, destroyed too. in the flood like so much sheet music and tubas. <laughs> and I, so, sorry. Duke that was a great care. story, John. So tell us about <laughs> the temptations, John. Thank you, John. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I've... Been I'm sorry. Blessed to play asleep. with them a number of times <laughs> over the years. I, I don't, you know, it's they're a great band, legendary, and every time being up there on stage with that, with them is is special for sure. Now, how do you think uh, they roll now 
compared to back in the heyday? Because now it's just the one original member, right? Yes, yeah, both with the tops and the temps. Do you think they've slowed member. down or, or lost some I, of that? I would uh, probably say that I don't think they've lost anything necessarily, but I'm like musically still top oh, top so of their, their great. powers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, each each show we did the the other week, eight nine thousand people at each one. Yeah, and everyone was happy. Great shows. They always. 110%. Now, was Levi Stubbs a lead singer for, uh, is it the Four Tops or the Temptations? I always get confused about that. I do sometimes as well. That that sort of predates me. Okay, okay, because uh, another super cool dude who's no longer with us. So when you can see these guys, I mean, this is this is cooler than going to a bar party with Morrissey, with uh, which John is also. But it might not be as cool as the um, Muscle Beach Music Festival. <laughs> you know, I think the best thing to do is to go to both and then and then evaluate. But um, but we also have John on because it turns out that he wrote and retains the publishing rights to almost every piece of music produced by the Everly Brothers, which is pretty cool. You're really pushing is the Everly right? Brothers thing. Well, Don Everly just died at age no, 84. It was just one night. Yeah, and uh, and and uh, John and I. <laughs> you seem uh, exhausted by it. We're, we're talking about the, the Motown review, and he said, and and I I knew Don Everly too. So t- what, what? I didn't say I knew him. I did. I said I, I, pl- played, I played with, with him. him. Wow. Well, in the in the in the uh, in the prep, you said you taught Don Everly everything <laughs> he, he knew. So you, but you, okay. he was really, he was really, he was really nice. That's it. That's, that's all. <laughs> yeah, because he only played with them one time. What the hell do we and have I'm you trying, in here? I mean, the tuba story was good, but you oversold this Everly thing. He was cool. John, this is how it goes every week. He brings somebody in as a prop, so he can then so how say it, what he wants to say about whatever. Tell his Duke Fakir story. <laughs> how did it? Exactly. How did it come? To, how he I, stole a, how he stole something from the free press and it got washed away in the flood. So let's talk about karma. No, you you missed it, but I also snuck into Everly Brothers' story, and it's just that I owned one of their forty five, so it was lame. But I still put myself in the middle of Don Everly's death somehow, which is appropriate because John and I are going to be delivering a joint eulogy. Do you have one prepared for Charlie Watts too? Because Charlie Watts uh, died today. What? Do you have one prepared for this show? Yeah, I didn't. Wow, I knew he wasn't going on the tour, but this is a pretty good excuse. Pretty big, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Charlie uh, Watts died. Didn't he just have a surgery? Wasn't he had surgery here, or was that? He did have surgery, and then there were complications from that, which Uh, is why he was stepping aside from the tour. But I mean. Rolling Stones drummer. I mean, that, really that lineup hasn't changed in 40 some years. Well, I thought yeah, Bill Wyman quit a while ago. Oh, right? true. Yeah, so yep, you're right. Out. Yep. Yeah. But Brian still. Jones was the last guy to leave the band, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, wow. Did they ever find out Do you have a what Charlie caused Watts that story, look ML? on Charlie Watts' face? <laughs> yeah. I, 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 occasionally, if I'm constipated, I, I, mean, I, I look you, exactly like Charlie Watts when he's playing the drums. I should ask a musician in the room, but. Uh, I, I play saxophone and piano. Oh, I, I, I wish I had a story. The professional. Oh, that's okay. Stay on your kidding. phone, John. The professional musician. Uh, I do this. This um, is how I get through the podcast. I just want Levi, <laughs> Stubbs, <laughs> Levi Stubbs was four tops. Was four tops. Okay. So I saw the four tops perform. Oh, great. <laughs> in East Lansing. Oh, yeah, great. This would have been 30 Next years ago. Next to the uh, museum with the tubas. But they were awesome. No, no. Actually, that was in Okemos. This was a little further down the road. But they were awesome. And... Uh, but so, Any other? Do you want to hear who's at Muscle Beach? What bands? Um, yeah, maybe he well, has stories about them. I'm assuming it's not the Charlie Watts Trio <laughs> and Jazz Explosion. Okay, yeah. Quickly on that, uh, Don Everly not going to be there. No, that unfortunately not. 
I got to bring it back up. No, I just lost the. And letters. I thought he was going to show up as a personal favor because of your longstanding relationship <laughs> and and the night of passion you shared in a cornfield in Indianapolis. <laughs> Am I conflating all these stories somehow? So Thursday we have uh, Mega Weege, which is a Ween tribute band, and then um, wow, it's a, uh, a group called the High Views. For those of you who missed Ween. Uh, here's a tribute band. Most most of the festivals is original music, um, but we have a couple a couple tributes. But Friday, then we have Sonny Ledford and his crew coming from the Carolinas. Sonny uh, used to be on Atlantic Records. His, one of his big hits is called Myrtle Beach. It's kind of a an anthem in that region where mm. he's from. And the Carolinas, uh, yeah, Myrtle Beach, Carolina. So they're they're coming on up. I've done some recording with him over the years, and I'm excited to see him and 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 his band. Was he nicer than Don Everly? <laughs> It was more fun. Okay, well, more fun. Being alive, do you have a story? <laughs> do you have company. A, do you have a story Let's... about it, ML? Uh, no, I'm going to go yeah, to the no, Muscle Beach crazy. Music Festival, so I'm armed before our next broadcast with a personal <laughs> anecdote of every single uh, from uh, yeah. uh, Myrtle Beach and the Ween tribute. <laughs> and then opening up for him is his local Detroit group, the Hand Grenades. Um, Saturday we have. There's other bands as well, but I'm going to give you the highlights here. Saturday we have the Mugs headlining. Mugs, yeah. Which have a big Kaju Cafe association. They, pretty much, probably some. What some was of that first TV gigs. show they were on that uh, that they did really well? It was like America's uh, Next Greatest Band. Was that is that what it was? Something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. I think they came in came in third, possibly. Yeah, they did really well. In that. Well, I I uh, every morning I use mugs. It used to be on TV. Who me? I'm just, just going to throw weird yeah, segues and, out. And, for you and I use mugs. So there, there's yeah, my there mug story. I put tea in mugs. Yeah, that's great. Opening up. <laughs> Opening up for them are, are the Beggars and Eastside Elvis and the Motor City You like Mafia. to beg, ML. Uh, you know what? Uh, if you'd like to donate to the show, it's uh, <laughs> mlsoulofdetroit.com. There's a little donate button at the top. If you'd like to donate to the campaign, it's ml4detroit.com. We will take all donations uh, 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 graciously. And we have some information about donors coming up soon. But, uh, but yeah, okay. So, so I'm keep just going to keep shouting band names yeah, out. No, no, do it. Do it. Festival. <laughs> These guys, these guys are trying to knock us off the They'll high find, wire, but we're going to get to the They'll other find side. a connection to each one. These, these Walendas are going to land. On Sunday, the headlining is the Scrappers. You like to Led scrap? Led by Eddie Branick. I'm a scrapper. You know Eddie? Eddie? Yeah. I, I, I thought it was pronounced Baranek, but... Uh, East, East Side Eddie. Okay. Actually, when I was working on the south side of Chicago, I did <laughs> a story go. on Eddie Blazonchik. Who is known as the... Uh, Great name. He's a polka king. He plays a, a certain kind of polka... Did you Where dance? the accordion really slams. It's an abusive, percussive uh, 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 accordion style. And he also owns a small deli on the southwest, on the south side of Chicago. Oh, you're not joking. No, it's true. No, Eddie he's Blazonchik. totally serious. Yeah. No, he, he actually All got... All these stories are true. He actually got a National Music Award... Just not necessary. ...at the same time as Pop Staples, who is also from oh, the south cool. side of Chicago. And you probably know the Staples... Love Pops. ...singers. If you don't know uh, Pops, you know his daughters, who are uh, amazing and played with a lot of... Uh, do you ever play with the Staples singers? You know the Staples singers, yes. right? Yeah. I mean, I know I, I shouldn't say I know them because I, you might want a story. You don't know them as well as Don Everly, <laughs> but you're familiar with the Staple Sisters. Yeah, I'm familiar. Another <laughs> night of passion. We won't talk about. But, uh... Opening up for the Scrappers, we got Kenny Tudrick. Kenny is um, a legendary East Sider. I have a, a brother named with Kenny. Kid, Kid Rock early on on on, on his earlier albums. Um, Connor Dodson is playing. Andrew Doss. I'm really excited about bringing Andrew here. One of the highlights for sure. He's got his own band now. He, his his band claim to fame is being in the band Fun, 
Okay. So Grammy winning oh, band, really? 2012, 13, some of their hits. We are young, some nights, carry on. Are they not a band anymore, or is he just uh, out of the band? There were th- three of them. Because um, Jack still really exists, I think, I think the- now, yeah. the- theoretically, but um, they haven't done anything since since that album. Huh. They're all kind of doing their own thing. That's fun. So we're bringing Andrew down. He's he's up from Traverse City. ML likes to have fun. I do. I'm a fun guy. Tell us the story. I'm like, I'm like a mushroom. I'm a fun guy. The Zimmerman twins oh, from Jesus Toledo. Christ. Monday, the final day, we got a bunch of... Um, Newer bands, illegal immigrants. This festival's going to be over by the time we get to the <laughs> yeah. li- end of the lineup. Don't Roots let is them coming go in from there. Kalamazoo and the Jet Leg Tours from District 4. Oh, local band! Of Detroit. Big payoff there, yes! And they care about good government. There <laughs> we go. And effective uh, problem solving. They, uh, they don't want their basements to flood either. So Okay, so that's uh, eventbrite.com. What do you type in to find this thing? Uh, just type in Kaju Cafe on, Cafe. on Eventbrite. Yeah. Okay. So there and, it is. Uh, a lot of these bands, it's their first show in, you know, really two years, year and a half, two years. And so we're looking forward to having having a good weekend and come on out. So two, they're probably not going to be very good, right? I mean, after sitting around for two years, you're kind of rusty. I think it's going to be great. I mean, a lot of, a lot of pent-up energy and, um, you know, they've been rehearsing and... Uh, it could be really sloppy and forget <laughs> music and words and stuff. Oh, it sounds But you great. have to go it, it, to find out. And for 25 yeah. bucks, you can find out all of it. Five days of music. That's pretty good. It's cheaper than a jukebox. Cheaper than a jukebox. If you'd like to buy a jukebox, we can probably get you one used. <laughs> uh, we'll throw in a tuba. Um, so, yeah, okay, John. Big things happen on District 4 on the east side. That's where it all happens, man. Um, you know who else makes really good things happen for clients and people who want to prepare for retirement so that... Uh, so they don't have to um, sort of uh, pedal sodden sheet music secondhand on eBay. I know. Who's that? Luke Nowacki. Oh, he's a sweetheart. He's going to grow your money. Tell us all about him. You got to call Luke. He's at Pinnacle Wealth, 248-663-4748. He provides rational financial advice, what to do with your money, stocks, bonds, uh, your 401k. You got too many options there. Nobody knows anything about it. So just give Luke a call. Get advice. Get a strategy. Call Luke Nowacki. At Pinnacle Wealth, 248-663-4748. He's a great guy, really good dude, smart guy with money. Yep, and think of him as your financial backflow preventer, because the one thing that you know about Luke is he will make it all about you, sweetheart. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Royal Alliance Associates Inc. Member FINRAS.TC. Royal Alliance Associates Inc. is separately owned and other entities and or marketing names, products, or services referenced here are independent of Royal Alliance Associates Inc. Oh man, the geeks have inherited the earth. Did I do that? What a dork. Does him wanting to play with us again mean that he's <laughs> turning into a geek or we're turning into cool guys? <laughs> so, so you may have thought. Did you find that cough button over there? <laughs> I, I did. Uh, the problem is, I was coughing into my arm, and so it, 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 it impeded my ability to extend my arm to press the cough button. But the look of horror that Mark shot me reminded me, hey, there's a cough button over here. I better, exactly. I better get a digit on that thing. Yeah. So you may have been thinking that uh, uh, Dan Campbell was going to be our Geek of the Week for cutting Don Mulebach. Or you may not have been thinking. On his not birthday. But think again, my friends. Cares. Consider the 154 cats found in an attempted smuggling operation that Coast Guard officials intercepted when they picked up a fishing vessel from China. After a COVID screening, these officials from a foreign country boarded the fishing boat, discovered 62 cages containing the cats, which included Russian blue, 
Ragdoll, Persian American short hair, and British short hair breeds. And then on Saturday, they were all put down. Oh, man. And guess what day it was? Saturday? International Homeless Animals Day. So if you think it was bad that Don Muehlbach got cut on his birthday, just think of those 154 cats, <laughs> which is actually more like. Hold on a second. Let me think about it. Hold on a second. Just give me one second. Somebody stall for me. Sean, this is usually where you say something crappy, which buys me some time to do some math. That's 100, or no, 1,386 lives extinguished when those 154 cats were euthanized. So, Dan Campbell, you are off the hook. Taiwanese cat killers, because this happened in Taiwan, you are our Geeks of the Week. See, if, if, if there's 154 cats. Oh, no, we got it. And each one has a, Boy, I miss Matt Jennings. He would have he picked me up there. Well, um, you know who's I, a killer. I laughed. You know who kills high rates? Who? <laughs> Nine times better than other uh, uh, mortgage guys. Oh, that's, do that math. That's... Uh, just say he won't be hiring you. No, no, yeah, no. It's a it's, low math it's, uh, it's David Hall. No, I, I can do the math for David Hall. People call me up. Hi, this is ML Elric uh, with David Hall. Um, you need a mortgage. Okay, I don't even need to do math. It's going to be 2% something. It's going to be cheap. They are doing deals. They are refinancing you. They are giving you uh, the paperwork you need to buy a home, to refinance your home, here's to a become math, a homeowner. Here's a Hall Financial math equation. Uh, oh. Over 6,000 five-star reviews. That's all, how many stars is that? Um, that's like between 5,999 and 6,001. <laughs> that's a lot. Quite a few, in fact. Um, yes, that's five times as many lives as were <laughs> snuffed out by those Taiwanese Coast Guard officials who didn't like those, the Russian blue and the American short-haired, uh, you know, whatever, uh, furniture scratcher. So if you want to... Uh, get, Where are you going? Yeah, don't Where, lead me down the garden about? path. You know, well, no, I just thought 6,000 times five would have been an easier math equation for you, but you got it wrong. Oh, too, so I didn't okay. even think about that. Oh, and you know okay. what else? Shawnee's still with you, you know what the other significance of 30,000 is? Waiting for the read. There were 30,000 claims filed with the Detroit Water and <laughs> Sewerage Department for floods to basements that weren't necessary. There's zero stars. Yeah, zero. Thank you, Charlie. Where do I find Hall? Read, please. Oh, yeah. You, you, can, uh, you can dial 248-308-5000. That's 248-308-5000. Or you can go to our website, mlsoulofdetroit.com, and click on the link to Hall Financial to connect with Hall Financial. And whether you click through or whether you call, when you talk to people like my good friend Dan Morrison, like that, that young gentleman who really seems, to be, uh, really seems to be lighting a whole world on fire with his, <laughs> with his enthusiasm and his sparkle, Mr. James Bentley, um, you just tell them that ML sent you. Or you could say Mark sent you. They know who you're talking about. NMLS1467435. So Drew wants us out of the basement real fast. Uh, we got, they got this, this. We do. We have an this, early interview. This early Drew start. and Mike show that I guess uh, we want to help these kids get off to a strong start. Let's pay some bills. Yeah. They, um, they uh, you know, they, they're just, 
they're just finding a way this around this whole podcasting thing. So we, we want to help them as best we can because that's what we do, being the uh, being the flagship of the Red Shovel Network here. We, we try and help some of the some of the startups. So we're going to go through room 7609 as quickly as possible. Listener William sent the following message. More American new wave. Hey, there you go, Sean. Now, I like William, and he's been a generous supporter of this show, but I'm not going to be pushed around by anybody. But since he included 10 bucks along with that note, <laughs> William, here's the Red Rockers with another day. American new wave here in room 7609. Where's the...
enough, Red Rockers. You had me before the, the 12 bar at the end. What the hell was that with the piano? That was like an Elric story. So I, like, I, this like is what you want. You want some American New Wave, Sean? You happy? Is that, that's uh, what you Yeah, that's and forgive you, me for standing for a second. I'm an old man. I'm, cramping, I'm cramping up a little. So. <laughs> Sorry, you and your swollen prostate got what you want. No, I don't mean that. I just mean the, 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 the every muscle joke, in the body. Yeah. <laughs> what was the joke? Was there a joke? That was a very Elric song ending. So... That wasn't really a joke. Yeah, that's, that's okay. that was pretty funny. <laughs> Good stuff there. Good stuff. Uh, so uh, that's the Red Rockers. Uh, they started out as a punk band. They're from New Orleans. Uh, they started out as kind of a, a Clash-inspired punk band and got off to a good start. Uh, this would be kind of one of those cool stories. You're like, well, we were inspired by the Clash. They ended up opening up for the Clash when they were touring America. They got some attention. Uh, obviously, some very talented cats, even if, if a bit self-indulgent at the end of that, uh, that tune. Moved to San Francisco, got signed by an up-and-coming label, which kind of softened them. They were, they, were, they were heavily influenced by a producer with 415 Records. They uh, softened up, kind of became more of a melodic, new wave type of band. Some folks who were diehards for them said, I'm not sure about these guys, but they had some success. And they also lived another kind of dream besides opening up for The Clash and touring with The Clash. They did a cover of Johnny Cash's Folsom Prison Blues with Jello Biafra from the Dead Kennedys, which uh, would be kind of a weird, weird cover. Are you going to read the whole Wikipedia page? <laughs> and by the way... Um, I, I did play with them one time. I did. What? Did you? We know John didn't play with them because they're still alive. <laughs> right. I John do like them. Can I just say this, Mike, please? I like that you recognize self-indulgence in others. That's nice. <laughs> were they, I, were, I, I, clearly, I indulge others as well as myself. Uh, but they, thank um, thank you. they are probably best known uh, for the song China, which was very popular uh, on MTV early on. China, China. Remember that one? Oh, unfortunately. What's yeah. the next segment? You mean this song? <clears throat> China, China. <laughs> right? I was actually thinking my version is better, but then it turns out this isn't really their version. But uh, China, yeah. So, uh, so those are the Red Rockers. Again, uh, Room Seven Six or Nine is where we take new wave bands that you may have missed that are worth listening to, or it's a new wave band that you thought you knew so well, but we unearth a gem that you had somehow missed. I think this falls into song. the first category. But yeah, I thought that was like a pretty it. cool. Yeah. Some of the lyrics are a little weak. I'm running out of uh, colors. I have no more lyrics. to paint. I'm waiting for my brother. He's running very late. Is that the most? I mean, let me ask you this: Is that the most important thing in a song for you? What, what's that? Or lyrics? Is that the most important thing? No, 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 in a song no, for you? no, no. It's not tuba. I gotta have some. <laughs> I gotta have some tuba. I, I, out of all the people I know, you were the one person that uh, seems very serious about lyrics. I love lyrics, and, and well, you know, I do too. I mean, well, that, and John, to me, they I make, think they make well, three schools of thought on, on that. You know, what comes first, mm -hmm. the melody or the lyrics, chicken or the egg. Um, and so, I mean, this, I would say two evenly divided schools on that. Every every songwriter has has the different ways they do it. Some come up with the melodies, and then they just start saying sort of, well, one guy even told me gibberish, I won't say who it is, and then he starts just to put sentences together yeah. and, and change out words. And, oh, and remember, Dan was. It was Dan was. <laughs> McCartney, I mean, uh, yesterday. I did play a... with him. <laughs> no, seriously. S still alive. Mark Don. Sir Hall. 
Don, see a doctor. Check in with a physician. Because remember, last time John was with us, I think Alta Rita just died. Just so. died, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, you know, the thing is about it, um, I, I like both. I, I, I mean, I am not a very good musician, but I like, I like, uh, I like music. But lyrics mean a lot to me uh, because they make me think. And, and one of the things that I, I, uh, I liked albums better than CDs uh, or cassettes is because of the liner notes and yeah. be able to read the lyrics and be able yeah. to read who played on them and uh, who produced it and you start to see things. But but it is interesting, lyrics versus music, because depending on who you talk to, you're like, I love the Smiths, and somebody say, I love them too, and I'll say, Morrissey's lyrics really resonate with me, and they're like, oh, he's a dick. I love Johnny Marr, <laughs> you know? And then the really cool well, guys I, say, liked... I'm an Andy Rourke guy. Ugh, there aren't too many Mike Joyce people. dudes out there, but... I, I've liked songs with really bad lyrics before, but I, you know, I'm MacArthur not... MacArthur Park. I'm not into Perfect poems. Perfect example. Right? If I really like lyrics, would I be really into poems? Because then the music doesn't matter. No? Yeah, well... You're not following that logic? No, it, it does. It does. I, I agree, but I mean, yeah, think about MacArthur Park. What a great tune, but if you listen to it, someone left a cake out in the rain. Yeah. I'll never have that recipe again. You're like, what the hell? <laughs> or um, I can't remember the name of the band, but you know, in the year 2525, if you yeah, listen to it, 25, yeah, 25. it's it's majestic. It's fantastic. But then you start listening to it, it's about robots. Yeah. And you're like, what? Who's, where'd this crap come from? Or even uh, Conquistador by Procol Harum. You know, what a... What a soaring ballad. <laughs> you're just like, Conquistador. You're like, you're singing about a Conquistador? Yeah. What, what's... I don't know, the music You're is... saying the melody... Yeah. It's supreme. That that's the most important thing. Yes. Because yes. can, yeah. can good good lyrics carry a bad melody? Uh, I I think that's very rare. Right. And I'm it, trying to think of an it example. It is the exception, but bad singers <laughs> can carry a melody or lyrics. You know, like Jello Biafra. You know, you know. This is not somebody you'd say these are some soothing tones. It's just, but the power. Um, Guys like, uh, well, I mean, I, I thought about playing the Violent Femmes as American New Wave. Oh, that's and, a great example. And nobody yeah. comes out and says, Boy, I really want Gordon Gano to come and sing it, uh, Amazing Grace, at my yeah. funeral. Yeah, you know, or a, Happy Birthday to My Daughter. He's got a very unique voice, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I didn't you know, ask for But you if you put on it. the Violent Femmes, you're like, yes. Yes, yeah, Sean. Yeah, I got to roll. Oh, that's it. Okay. So uh, I was. Or Drew. Drew's waiting on us too. But that's, that's okay. I, was, I was worried about Drew, but it turns out it's uh, <laughs> it's the uh, it's the narrow urinary canal that's going to run us out here. So, anyways, room seven six nine. We love your suggestions. If you really want to influence us, um, give us uh, give us a little story about why you like that band because we like the stories almost as much as we like the music. So, Red Rockers, another day. And find someone out there. Find us a new wave song with the worst lyrics, but good music. Oh, oh, Just oh! That could be one of our themes. We haven't done really a, a group seven, six, or nine themes <laughs> for a while. It's not yeah. bad. Yeah, but the big problem is you just don't know what the lyrics are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. That's the point. Yeah. Aktung. Um, oh, you know, uh, well, I'm saying, putting oh, on the Ritz. That's kind of a corny. Dun, 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 dun. That one kind it's of corny, makes, but it makes a story. Sense. Yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, okay. Um, uh, we already talked about donating. You can donate at soulofdetroit.com. That's what listener William did. In fact, we've had people donate to Kaylee through um, through soulofdetroit.com, which we really like. Except the fact is, somebody gave money that could be going to us that instead we have to pass along to her. Which you know, it's okay. She's a kid in college, so we're gonna do it. Uh, Bryant <laughs> sent thirty dollars with the following message. Joe Zuver, he's talking to you. The Magnum P.I. 
for the 8-8 show was both assuming and frightening. Keep up the good work. Oh, oh the picture? Yeah, the, the graphic. And did I get that? Does, a does great, great picture, man. Assuming? Did I, maybe I got that word wrong. Maybe it's an awesome. But anyways, uh, <laughs> Brian's a big fan of the Magnum PI graphic, which you can see uh, Twitter, at Elric, uh, Facebook, ML Elric, or you can go to soulofdetroit.com. 30 bucks, Joe. Um, in theory, we should be sending that $30 directly to you. Instead, we're going to maintain our regular split. But keep up the good work, kid. We really appreciate it. By the way, Joe, Joe was in a car accident, so if you'd like to send more money to him, he could probably use it right about now to, uh, you know, because... Isn't a bike accident? I mean, well, yeah, you can buy a car. You don't get bike, much money you know. for a bike accident. Joe is hanging on by a thread, folks. The only thing that may save him is generous donations. Yes. So let's get those cash registers ringing. <laughs> uh, you want to buy some ma- some uh, sweet-ass merchandise? Uh, you might be yes. able to see Mark at Arts, Beats, and Eats, oh, where he yeah. will be flogging Soul of Detroit merchandise live and in person. And you, you heard John mention the Delta variant. Really, this is serious, folks. Uh, we do need to be careful, and masks are back in. Gators Never stop being cool. You can get those along with all of our other cool swag at drewandmikestore.com. So uh, check that out. And uh, we have a little bit of feedback. Um, Chris writes, love hearing the intro to CBS Radio Mystery Theater and E.G. Marshall's introduction on last week's Soul of Detroit. I thought I had the wrong podcast queued up. Attached is the link to every show. We'll get to that soon. More info than you wanted to hear, but in the 70s, I listened to this every night at 11.07 p.m. on my transistor radio in Muskegon and was really pissed off when the walls of South Quad only allowed WJR and no WWJ. Fast forward to 2017. I discovered this podcast site. I fall asleep every night listening to these mystery theater episodes. You'll hear all kinds of voices, names you'll recognize. Fred Gwynn, who you may remember as Herman Munster. Mason Adams, who you probably won't remember as the editor from... Um, Your ad-libbing. To name a few. Well, you're mad when I'm reading it from the script. You're mad. I'm mad. You're just mad. I'm not mad at all. I love you both. Uh, it's nice to see you again, John. I got to roll seriously. Some flow, okay, I'm sorry. We'll it's been great. Humbled, grateful, all that. See you all next week. Hi, Sean. Sean out. Drop the mic. Spike the mic in the end zone, unlike most Lions receivers. He completed the process. All right, Sean. Now we're going to talk about you. See you, brother. Um, okay. Thanks again for recognizing one of the most iconic openers on AM radio. Chris, you're quite welcome. And thank you to Mark for a beautifully produced intro to last week's show. Isn't Mason Adams the Smuckers guy? <clears throat> yes, he is. Okay. But he was also Lou Grant's boss nope. on nope. Lou Grant. He's the Smuckers guy. That's yeah, it. he says, uh, Lou, Mrs. Pinchon wants to see you upstairs. I think we're in trouble. We might not survive this one. Do you have a Mason Adams story? Um, uh, actually, um, oh, I'm sorry. I even, we, we got a set I'm of glasses. Sorry, I asked in jest. We, we got a set of glasses oh, from Costco. No. They're yes. very nice. But they're kind of fragile, so they break all the time. Yeah. And so most of the time, we drink out of mason jars. <clears throat> I'll get there. It's a stretch sometimes, but I'll get I there. I know where it's going. <clears throat> uh, Mr. Solemn offers this wisdom. Dear Mike, congratulations on making it through the primary and also on the Tucson Night endorsement. In fact, I want to get Tucson on the show because this is a great guy. And not just because he and I agree on a lot of issues and not just because he's supporting me for city council and not just because we're going to be knocking on doors today and every day until the election, but because he runs a program called Caught Up that takes young men and helps send them to college. Kids who are looking for guidance, leadership, 
mentors. He takes these kids and he gets them to the next level. A fantastic program from a guy who lives what he preaches, from someone who takes, someone who had very modest and challenging uh, roots and made something of his life. He's helping other people do the same thing. So I want to have him come on sometime to talk about that. He also is uh, involved in something called Ceasefire, which is where uh, folks from Detroit go to shooting sites and basically try and make sure that everybody's cool. Because one of the things that happens in these crime scenes is friends and relatives show up, and while everybody's trying to figure out what happened, sometimes another beef breaks out. The good folks of Ceasefire get there and say, hey, everybody, let's stay cool. Let's figure out what's going on. So, so Tucson, fantastic person. And I've said this even when my campaign people said, stop saying that. If I was not running for city council, I would have voted for Tucson. And I hope that after this campaign, he'll run for something because we need leadership. The, the quality of our leaders in this state is abysmal. Yep. When we have people like this, we need to put them in a position where they can be the kind of public servants that we deserve. So hopefully we'll have Tucson at some point. Sorry, I digress. Uh, Solomon says, Mr. Solomon says, he seems like such a good, decent man. It's obvious why you two connect. Godspeed to the campaign. In light of all the infrastructure woes in Detroit and the Rust Belt in general, doesn't the $2 trillion the U.S. wasted in Afghanistan sting? Even conservatively divided by 50 states, that could have been 40 plus billion for Michigan over the last 20 years. Clearly our leaders in D.C. allow the Rust Belt to decay. And then he goes on to quote Congressman Tom Massey, who said, the only nation we should be building is our own. I don't know that I agree with Congressman Massey entirely, but when you think about the money, and forget the money, think about the lives, the lives that were lost, the lives that were forever altered, both in terms of people who left a physical part of themselves behind or who are still struggling to deal with what they saw and experienced, there's no question that this country, the richest, the greatest on earth, wasted a lot doing some things that we shouldn't have been doing. So Solomon, I'm with you all the way. Um, just a quick note. This is usually where we say, what's Sean up to? Well, Sean is up to the stairs and out to the car. So see ya. But <laughs> I want to give you a little update on Ellie's house. We had Deb from Ellie's house on a couple weeks ago talking about their fundraiser, which happened last week. This is a program on the east side that is trying to break the cycle of uh, sex trafficking, trying to get women off the streets and into their house. It literally is a house where they are counseling people, providing them services, and trying to get them back on their feet, trying to get them out of abusive relationships, and trying to help them live a better life. They, as you may recall, were trying to raise $10,000 at their big event, which included a silent auction, which was hosted by Andrea Isom. They raised $14,000. So if you are a part of helping them exceed their target, thank you so much. And if you want to know more about Ellie's House, if you want to donate, if you want to get involved, go to E-L-L-I-S-H-O-U-S-E-313.org. That's Ellie's House, 313.org. They could use your help, and it's a great thing to do. Um, Mark, I know you're going to be at Arts Beats and East. Any anything else going on that we should be telling people about? Uh, not not that I can think of. All the information is always at the website too, mlsolodetroit.com. Yeah, so that's your one stop shop. So go check it out. Please share the show. Please subscribe to the show. 
please love the show. And if you're listening to the show, check out our live broadcast uh, each week at Facebook Live sometime around noon on Tuesdays on uh, web page, Facebook page, ML No Periods. Elric and oh, uh, what's Can you that? Oh, I yeah. see it. Oh, uh, Sean. It, it, no, uh, it's not Sean. It's Drew. Drew is saying, Drew is saying, hey, hey, would you tell Cyrus to take him out? So Cyrus, uh, at Drew's request, would you please take us out? Can you dig that? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? What are your prime directives? You have the right to remain silent. You have the right to an attorney. What is this? Anything you say may be used against you. He's a cyborg, you idiot. You recorded every word you said. You're dead. We killed you. His memory is admissible as evidence. You're going to have to kill it. Future of Detroit politics.